want to talk about responding to the Spirit and being sensitive, conscious and aware of the Spirit. Um, and our conscience is really the voice of our spirit. And if we want to hear from the Lord, the primary way is by the inner witness. And he just witnesses. You could kind of look, you know, either saying. So no words involved, so to speak, but you just have an unction. You have a witness. But then you've got the still small voice, which really uh, your conscience is the voice of your spirit. So a voice says words, right? Yeah. So anyway, um, Paul said in Romans 9, 1, uh, my conscience bearing witness in the Holy Spirit. So anyway, it's a witness, but it has words. And, and so that's a still small voice. And these, this is a teaching that the Lord taught Dad Hagen, which I referred to because he was my spiritual father up until 2003. And then we met Dr. Dufresne and he became our spiritual father and, and Pastor Nancy, our spiritual mother and our pastor all these years. So praise the Lord for that. Amen. But I refer to Dad Hagen a lot and uh, I taught, were, was taught under his ministry for several years until he went to be with the Lord. And actually our pastor, you know, Pastor Nancy Dufresne constantly refers to his ministry and Dr. Dufresne, you, you know, referred because he was their spiritual father. Yes. So praise the Lord. Uh, so we have the inward witness, but then we have that still small voice, right? And then also there's the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit where he speaks to your spirit, but it's just, it's almost as if you can hear it and it's just strong and it's not your spirit talking to you. It's just him directly saying something and you, and, and it kind of rattles you. Yeah. Now we're not looking to be led those ways. I'm getting a little bit of a feedback up here, guys. We're not looking to be led those ways. But first and foremost, we are led by the Spirit, the inner witness. Amen? But you know you can pray out the plan of God. You know that you, sometimes you see things by the Spirit. Now, I'll be honest with you, everybody is led uh, really differently. We're all led by the inner witness, but sometimes uh, we pray differently. We get different things in prayer. Sometimes because I, 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 I've been uh, in ministry so long, and God's used me in different ways. I just think everybody you know, sees that way, or didn't you see that? No. <laughs> and that's okay, because we're not looking <laughs> to uh, get a word from the Lord. We're not looking to have an authoritative voice of the Lord. We're not looking. But there are uh, things that he may come in your life and want to uh, rattle your cage and tell you. And uh, so we need to be skilled, first and foremost, in the inner witness. And let's, let's go first of all to first Samuel. Are you there yet? First Samuel three. And I want to read this. I've got to get there. I thought I had that cue, but I, I did not. So first Samuel three. And let me find my, we'll get past this. Yeah. Three. We'll just start in verse one there. Now the boy Samuel Samuel, ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. So really, I want to talk to you about revelation. Now understand something here, though. This is in the Old Testament, and the Holy Ghost came on the king, the priest, the prophet. But they didn't have the Holy Ghost inside of them. Why didn't they? 
because Adam, who had the spirit of God in him, lost it through disobedience. Yes. Okay? I mean, there was a remnant keeping him alive, but he was no longer, he had a stony heart. And God had to even start, you know, of course, take him out of the garden there. We, we know all that. I don't need to get into that. But he had to speak to, to Adam just like I'm speaking to you. Or he wouldn't hear. And uh, so anyway, we will go ahead and read on here. Because we're going to talk about revelation of the Spirit. And in the New Covenant, the second Adam, Jesus Christ, he died. For our sins. But what happened? The spirit of Christ came to live inside of us. So now he is able to reveal inside of our spirit. Rather than just not just come on us. Although we can get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then there are uh, gifts and, and things that can flow in our lives. Even not just uh, pastors and ministers. God wants the body of Christ to be familiar with 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And understand the gifts of the Spirit. Yes. Because, because he'll come on people if they're available. Yes. But there are understand ministry gifts that flow in things more often. Yes. But there may be something come on you. And you need to understand what a word of knowledge is. Yes. We're going to talk about the revelation side of the gifts of the Spirit tonight. So the... The word of knowledge, first of all, and I'm kind of jumping around here, but that's all right. You can you can just stick with me. So we've got uh, let's let's say this: we've got three revelation gifts that reveal, and what are those? Anybody know? Revelation gifts: word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and then discerning of spirits. So those are the revelation gifts, and then there's three power gifts, and what are those? Special faith, gifts of healings, and working of miracles, right? And many times God has me minister along that line because he's dealt with me to emphasize the healing ministry. But tonight he dealt with me to, to come along uh, and emphasize revelation and the revelation gifts, which actually I do operate in them very often, but God confirms his word with the power gifts. So I see those as well. Amen. Now, then there's three utterance gifts, and they say something, all right? And we call these inspiration gifts. So we've got tongues, interpretation of tongues, and then prophecy. And we know that tongues and uh, uh, interpretation of tongues equals prophecy. And many times God uses me with the tongue with my husband, and then he gives out the interpretation of that. So when he's not here, what do you do? I give out the interpretation <laughs> because, you know, God's not going to give me a tongue and then not give me. And many times I know what it is, but we just flow that way. And uh, we've been encouraged by our spiritual father, uh, Dr. Dufresne, and by Pastor Nancy. And she even sent us some CDs uh, years ago um, from Mom Goodwin. And, and, uh, and, and we've learned a lot about that. And, and, and as we flow in that, we can go higher in a service. Now, it, when, when it's appropriate, when the Holy Ghost is in manifestation in that way, we don't just start the service out with tongues interpretation. No, we have our song service and our offering just like you, and we preach the word. And if God 
You know, if he leads us that way, then we flow with it. But that is an earmark of our ministry, is what I'm saying. And there are uh, ministry gifts in the body of Christ, you know. So we've got the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, you know, the evangelist, the teacher. And there's different things that earmark their ministry. Now, the prophet's ministry, and we uh, actually, the Lord, are you with me tonight? Uh, the Lord taught Dad Hagen that the word of knowledge and or the word of wisdom, along with the discerning of spirits, and then also prophecy or tongues and interpretation prophecy is the earmark of the prophet's ministry. Okay? And, and of course, we saw that he flowed in those things. I don't openly just talk about okay, I'm a prophet, <laughs> you know, I just, but you know, 40 years in the ministry, I think that it's okay to say some things, yeah. okay, uh, and uh, when I teach in the Bible school, I've told them, it, I want you to be able to receive from the office, and you can't receive from the office if you don't know what I stand in, and if all I can tell you I do is pastor, well, why can we say that we can pastor, but maybe God doesn't use us in these other things? So anyway, my husband and I on the road are predominantly used in the prophet's ministry. Amen. I'm yeah. just saying that. Yeah. And that has been proven out over the years. Yes. And also starting this new church, and actually we've uh, helped start a church, you, you know, Reverend uh, uh, Akabogu, yeah. Pastor, yeah. Pastor Ike, our, our spiritual son, and his wife, Pastor uh, Geraldine, and we've helped them establish the church there in Africa and, and uh, are doing things internationally. So God has uh, been putting more of that apostleship in there too. Right. And that's basically taking that message to the body of Christ, certain things uh, to different nations. Amen? But anyway, so talking about the revelation gifts tonight will help God be able to confirm some things. And if we're afraid to talk about what office God uses us in, I'm not up here saying, okay, I'm a prophet. Do you think I'm something special or what? No, but if he tells me to talk about revelation gifts, okay, it would be a good thing that you say, okay, Lord, we want everything we can from Pastor Debbie's office, from Reverend Debbie's office. And that's what I do when... Anybody, any minister comes, and Pastor Nancy and others, Lord, we want the highest that you have for us for that service. Amen? So let's not get caught up in offices. But let's do what God says and not be afraid uh, to let people know so that they can use their faith and draw. And I'm not talking about, you know, I want a word. That's not how I flow, <laughs> okay? Um, I just do what the Holy Ghost tells me to do. And that's what Jesus did. Yes. He said, I say what my Father says. Yes. I, I just, I do what my Father, you do the works of your Father, the devil, as he was telling yeah. the Pharisees, but I, I say what my Father says. Yeah. And so when we just say what God says, sometimes it's about people, you understand? So sometimes maybe we would minister to somebody, but our motive is always just to follow the leading of the Spirit. And when he's in manifestation and we have a gift of the Spirit or a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom, you know, a word of knowledge is just seeing something in the now, possibly uh, maybe I, I may know somebody has some type of an ailment. Uh, I may know something about somebody's life that would help them if I ministered to them. Yeah. 
You understand? It's just about becoming skilled in that. And what is the Spirit saying? Um, I will, let me see. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that later, okay? Are you with me? Yes. In 1 Corinthians 14... One, I'm not going to read that. Actually, Dad Hagen says this, and, and I just said that, So, but I'll say it what, the way he said it. The revelation gifts which qualify a prophet to stand in that office are the word of knowledge and or the word of wisdom and a gift, the gift of discerning of spirits. It's actually seen into the, the spirit realm. It's not discerning, you know, uh, somebody's, uh, not uh, the gift of discernment. Yeah. You know, I discern that... You're, you're bad, or I just heard you're good, or whatever. No, we're talking about seeing into the spirit realm. You may see an angel. You may see, you know, God has, over the years, I've seen masks on people's faces. Why do I say? I don't always talk about that. But I think it's appropriate to, in this service tonight to mention that, and that usually denotes, I've noticed from Dad Hagen and some others, they've talked about that, Pastor Nancy's, uh, brought that up as, you know, God leads her. Uh, I actually talked to Dr. Dufresne about it and, and never said anything to him for the longest time. But I, I said, Dad, you know, God uses, I, I see this sometimes. He says, I thought so. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and he said, I know that you, uh, uh, he, he talked to me a little bit about, you know, that, that prophets. But anyway, I mean, just to, just confirm some things with me, okay? But anyway, um, especially when somebody has an ailment that they're getting ready to go to heaven. And I've seen a white mask on their face. Yeah. There was a man several years ago, and he was the head of an uh, organization uh, that prayed, and he, wa- he got different pastors together, and he talked about the revival of Cedar Rapids and the area, and he just had a heart to bring that back in and so on. He was a good man. Um, I saw him at a political rally years ago, I think, uh, that, that we were at, and they had invited some pastors to come. I'm not going to tell you whether it was Republican or Democrat or <laughs> any other rat. Okay, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you. But anyway, um, I'm a Trumpster, okay? <laughs> I, I'm Sorry. I know, I've gotten off the word and got to... I'm so, if you didn't like that, please pray for me, please. Okay. But moving right along. We, so, but it, what, this was not President Trump. This was uh, years ago uh, at another rally. And so we were pastors there. And I saw this man that oversaw... Uh, I think I can say things here maybe that I can always say everywhere else. Can, anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> and I saw a white mask on his face. And I just, okay, Lord, is there something you want me to do? Because you don't just go up in a rally and lay hands on somebody. That's not, that, that's not my place in, of authority. And I've taught people that you don't just just because you see something or know something, you just don't go up and start ministering to somebody. Okay. And so anyway, he ended up coming to our church the following Sunday. Never been in our church before that I know of. I don't believe so. But I knew by the spirit he was coming to the service. I'm like, okay. And I saw myself minister to him. And I knew that he had heart problems and I knew that he was getting ready to die. I knew that by the spirit. 
And he came to the service, and my husband preached at uh, Spirit of Faith Family Church on that, that morning. And then afterwards, I called him up, and I ministered to him. And I believe I pulled the mic away and said some things to him, but I basically said, you know, is it heart problems? Yes. Um, well, the Lord dealt with me to minister to you. So I did. I ministered to him. And that same white mask on his face that I saw that, like I said, it's a discerning of spirits because actually that's a spirit that has attached itself. Yes. And, and it's, it's a spirit of death yes. is yes. what it is. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so anyway, and we don't have to get weird about these things. So, you know, it was a spirit of death and God wanted him to live. <laughs> so I ministered to him. He ended up... Uh, going back to the doctor and they gave him a completely clean bill of health he got a new heart amen. praise the lord yeah. it's like this stuff works amen yeah. all right uh i had noticed over the years god using me with hearts and had ministered to individuals we actually clear back when we were a part of rama bible church and lived in tulsa now we did some traveling but we uh helped in the healing school, and basically were members there. And uh, we would help in the healing school. Now, they had that during the camp meeting. You know, thousands of people came to Tulsa there during those camp meetings, and we had these cubicles that people could come, and we would read scriptures to them, and, uh, you know, we would uh, lay hands on them. And there was one man that, that came in and... and wanted prayer and us to uh, minister to him. And he had a heart uh, issue going on. And so read the scriptures to him. I, not really remembering everything, but you know, that's what we did. We had a certain book that they would give us and you, you, you read off certain scriptures. Do you, are, do you believe, you know, Jesus, he ministered 75% because my husband studied this out in his uh, healing ministry on the earth, 75%, he, he taught them to receive according to your faith. Amen. So if that's what Jesus did, we've got to teach people to receive according to your faith. Jesus taught that to, to people that didn't know anything about healing. So that's why as pastors, you know, we're general practitioners as yeah. pastors. Yeah. We've got to teach people how to receive by faith. Now we can get things many times if somebody's new to a church or young uh, by the gifts of the spirit, you understand. Yes. Yes. But we've got to teach them how to keep it yes. or things will come back on them. Yes. So I ministered to that man. I left him back in that cubicle, remember? At, uh, at Kenneth Hagin Ministries camp meeting, and I ministered to him, and later he came back and said, my heart was completely healed. I'm like, praise the Lord. And, you know, all these thoughts are going through your head, like uh, he probably got worse when I laid hands on him and whatever. But, but you just... You, you just speak the word over him. You lay hands. And I didn't, that I know of, have a, any special anointing at the time. Over the years, God has, uh, well, I was in North Carolina, and I was uh, playing the piano, because I play the piano. And the first years of our ministry back to healing school, um, I did do some teaching, of course. But I also, I led the praise and worship with my guitar first and then with the piano. 
And uh, so when we traveled, many times I'd get on the piano when uh, Jay would minister to people because we, we traveled on the road, you know, for several years. And uh, so I was sitting there on the piano and Jay was getting ready to minister to individuals that were coming up. And the Lord dealt with me, get off this piano, go help him, go lay hands with him and the anointing will be double. Well, what did I do? Well, I got up off that piano. You know, the Lord had been dealing with me that I had a ministry call in my life and I needed, I, I needed to honor that. And I needed to get up off the piano. There's nothing wrong with playing the piano, but there was just a time and place. I, I need to start teaching preach more so that he can confirm some things. Well, anyway, I got up and, and I joined my husband and he didn't really think much of it. I just, and, and the anointing, I mean, and I believe he called ministers up to for refreshing at that time. I'm, I'm, I don't believe it was for healing at the time, but it was ministers. And I mean, there were people that were just like uh, <laughs> flying back yeah, yeah, yeah. with the anointing. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> what is in this, you know? Now, so there are different times and there's a progression. Years even before that, when I was just a young girl, at the age of 18, I was at a youth camp, and I was a youth minister, actually a youth help minister. At the, no, no, I was, uh, yeah, yeah, I was a youth helper. But that was uh, after the first year of Rhema, and it was in the summertime, and they asked me to come back to my church. Uh, is it okay to tell some stories? Oh, yeah. That's why I said I can't get real teachy, because uh, the yeah. Lord's, uh, wanting me to teach you how to be sensitive to the spirit. Yes, yes. Now, not everybody's in the ministry. Yeah, right. So we're led different ways. But that's why we went over the, the three prime, you know, the one primary way is the inner witness. And then what? The still small voice. And then the, voice. The, the authoritative voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, ministers probably will have more of that still small voice and getting words and things, and even the authoritative voice at times, especially that prophet's office, yeah. you know, because they're just things, because they're a seer, and they say things. Yeah. And sometimes uh, uh, God needs to arrest me and, and say specifics so that I can give it out. Yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway, but it's a progression that we all grow into. Yeah. And so... Uh, telling you stories about what I've been through in our ministry, I think can help you even receive from different offices as yes, well yes. and learn about that. But more than anything, it should get you hungry yes. and say, God, what do you have for my life? Yes. Because if you haven't been used in any of the gifts of the spirit, are you baptized in the Holy Ghost? Yeah, get baptized in the Holy Ghost because those supernatural things will come on you through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes. All right, that's yes. the doorway in. And then start yielding to psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yes. Well, how do I do that? Well, just, uh, you know, when you're in the tub. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm filled. I'm saved. Oh, thank you, Lord, every day. And you're just, you know, just drawing from within. And when you do that, you're not only, and you're just going to get, now you got to put the word in there. You understand? Put the word in there, be praying in the Holy Ghost. But psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs is something that the anointing can come on you, but also it's speaking your faith. It's speaking your faith. And really, it's prophecy. 
And it's simple prophecy. It's for edification, exhortation. And, and y- you know, it's not, it, it's not always revelation of thus saith the Lord, there's going to be a bomb go off in Chicago next week. Okay? <laughs> Or, yeah, or, you know, well, I want to be like Pastor Debbie. She ministered to so-and-so. Hey, I don't ask God to use me to minister to anybody specifically. I don't. I ask him to just use me generally and to use me in any way and to the highest office that that I have and whatever that he needs me to yield to. I'm not asking him, okay, Lord, I want two words of knowledge, a word of wisdom, I'm going to speak in prophecy tonight. Okay? No, you can't do that. But you need to become skilled, and how do you do that? What was Pastor Debbie? I thought she was going to preach my sermon. (laughs) Some of you need to get excited. You look like you've been sucking on a lemon. Okay? All right. I understand it's a little monotone, but in all honesty, the anointing that's on me tonight is not one of those, woo, hallelujah, type of anointing. So help me out here, all right? All right. Don't go to sleep on me. What were we talking about? You need to be skilled. I thought Pastor Debbie was going to preach my sermon about responding to the Spirit. And we become skilled in these things by yielding first to the inward witness. But what did Dad Hagen say? We need to meditate on the Word. We need to act on the Word. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And, and he said some other things too. But get up in the morning. Get up in the morning. Start worship. And then just, uh, and, and I tell you what, those of you who are young, you may have to put in a CD and get some word in there or do something yeah. because you don't know what scripture to go to. Yeah. But, but just go to, go to the scripture that Pastor just shared last week. I mean, just keep going to it. It's okay. You can use the same one over and over. You get revelation when you do that, all right? But just what it, it, what's Pastor preaching on? Get that out. Start meditating on it. And then start speaking it over your life. Like our pastor says, make a list. You know, like a daily confession. I understand sometimes it's a six-month confession for me. I pull it out every six months or something. But you know what? I got a lot of things I'm confessing. But I have my confession sheet. When I'm ministering, I get it out. And there are certain things. Thank you, Lord, that I am skilled in the ministry. I am sensitive to the Spirit. And I normally, every time before I minister, I will get my confession sheet out and, and speak yes. that. And then, I'm, yes. and then I'm also looking under, oh, I need to get on this. I love, let anything, any animosity go. You know, pastor didn't put me in this helps minister. Just let that go. Yeah. Yeah. Let, you know, there's some things. Mm, yeah. I want to get ahead of myself there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm... Hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Uh, should I say that now or later? Well, if it gets, uh, yeah, Tiffany. Tiffany. Uh, I've been holding her up in prayer. I don't know if she's watching tonight. I believe she is. You have been in my heart this week. I wrote this out. I've been praying for her. And then the Spirit of God came on me. You have been in my heart this week. You're going to come out of this and you're going to be okay. 
You have family surrounding you and lifting you up with their prayers. I said, you are going to come out of this and you're going to be okay. We proclaim that. You have family surrounding you and lifting you up with their prayers. But know this, you're going to have to lay the condemnation down and stop yielding to the thoughts of missing it or past mistakes. Now, you in the congregation don't try to figure out what that is because it's none of your business. We all have to, to look at this all the time. Just say, I'm back to what the Spirit of God is saying to you, Tiffany. Just say who you are in Christ. And I am the healed of the Lord. I am righteous. That's who I am. I am coming out of this. This is turned in Jesus' name. The same Spirit who raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. And the Holy Spirit is quickening my mortal body in Jesus' name. Speak to the doubt, Tiffany. Speak to the condemning thoughts. Call your body healed in the midst of the trial and pain, and it will turn. It will turn. It will turn, says the Spirit. In Jesus' name. Somebody might want to get that and write it out and give it to her. I believe. I believe. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So when you get up in the morning, lay down the condemnation. I said lay it down. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, no matter what you feel like. I know there are times I'm like, oh, Lord, I missed it again. I didn't do this right or, you know, whatever. I didn't roll the toilet paper right. I don't know. That's what it pan amounts to. You understand? It's just... And uh, we've got to lay that down. And then just get in the word. Just get in the word that you know. And the scriptures that come to you. Well, I, I, I've been meditating on that all week. Well, just meditate on it some more. And then do what it says. And then just say, Spirit, what, do you, what, what do you have for me today? What are you saying to me? So we never did read the rest of that, did we? In 1 Samuel. Let's read that. Let's go back there because that's a good place. So I'm not sure where we ended, but we'll just go back in verse 2. And it came to pass at that time while Eli was lying down in his place and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of the Lord was while Samuel was lying down that the Lord called Samuel and answered and, and uh that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli. I thought that's interesting. The Lord called, and he said, Here I am. But then he ran to Eli. Well, anyway, moving right along. Um, So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then in verse 6, Then the Lord called yet again. So we're in in, uh, 1 Samuel 3, where we started there. Verse 6, Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose, went to Eli, and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Go back to bed and shut up. (laughs) Trying to sleep. I didn't call you. 
Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. So we've all been there. But what, how do we start out our day? That's, that's what I'm saying here. Verse 8, And the Lord called Samuel again the third time, so he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, go back to bed, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Now this is in the Old Covenant. Now we went through... Uh, you know, what's the old covenant and the new covenant and we're in Christ, we're, we're uh, new creatures in Christ, we've got the spirit of Christ in us. So every morning we get up and we say, Lord, uh, the, the same here. I mean, just, he lives inside of you. So let's read this. And uh, if he calls you that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And that's what we need to say. Speak, Lord, for your children hear. We're no longer servants, we're children, because he lives inside of us. Adam was a child, but they became servants because they lost the life of God. Now the Lord came and stood and called at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and another time, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. He was a good listener. He did what his pastor told him to do. And I know your pastor has said this, and I just heard her say this, Get up in the morning and just meditate in the word. Weren't you just saying that? And respond to what the word says and respond to what he's saying to you. Now, sometimes we just say, uh, we uh, emphasize responding in a service, but if you don't know how to respond at home, if you don't know how to respond in Walmart, if you, uh, Walmart? Oh, yeah. I've had some wonderful experiences at Walmart. <laughs> I mean, I've been in Walmart. I, I just love it. It really does something to me when I see veterans. You understand? It, doctor, he, I'd always moved him, and he would always, thank you, sir, for your service. You know, and he would salute him. I just love it. But anyway, I don't always do that. But, you know, um, I, there was one veteran that I came across at a Walmart, and my spirit was drawn to him. And I knew immediately, okay, Lord, you're wanting me to do something for this guy, but I wouldn't go embarrass him. And he had a dog, so I, it was a trauma dog. So I could tell, you know, you don't just walk up to somebody who got a trauma dog, you know. And but anyway, and it was kind of the height of the whole COVID pandemic. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so you know, people got their mask on. Yeah. I didn't wear a mask in Walmart. If you want to, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I, that's okay. But I, I didn't have a mask on um, because I found out, I read that they, uh, you know, people are getting shot for uh, uh, employees trying to get people to wear their mask and this and that and other. So, you know, they weren't enforcing it. It's like, good, I'm not wearing mine. <laughs> so anyway, not that they got shot, you understand, but that they're not enforcing it. <laughs> And Hy-Vee was another one. It's like, so I went to Hy-Vee and Walmart. You understand? <laughs> anyway, moving right along. That was all free. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But anyway, and you know, if I had to wear one, I would. But moving right along. I would just tell them, well, if you're going to grab me to the ground or whatever, okay, I'll wear the mask. All right? <laughs> I was in the airport once, and I went into a store, and I just wasn't feeling it. Okay? I just, I wasn't feeling it. And uh, the lady's like, ma'am, you've got to wear a mask. I'm like, what are you, the mask police? 
right? And she almost was in tears. She said, I'm sorry, man, you got to wear a mask. And I said, because you're so sweet, I will put on the mask. She said, thank you, man, I appreciate it. But another lady, another shop I went to, she's like, you got to have your mask on. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be taking my $1,000 somewhere else. <laughs> without my mask. Anyway. I, you know, if you want me to leave now, okay, all right. Praise the Lord. So, <laughs> Dr. Dufresne has paved the way. <laughs> so, that's what we do. Speak for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will... Well, and he, and he went on to tell him some things. But in this new covenant, we get up in the morning. You know, laughter helps us go down. You understand? And uh, we get up in the morning, and we've got to put the word in there. Yeah, amen. And the, the Spirit of God has to have something to bear witness with. Yeah. Yes. And that's his word. And then if he needs specifics, I mean, he'll show you things. Yeah. But, you, but, but you need to be praying in the Holy Ghost as yes. well. Just take some time. Also, do all that in the morning? Look, it, it, you can get it down to 30 minutes or an hour, you know? Yeah. Or maybe nighttime works better for you or during the day. But, you know, we've got yeah. to be spending time yes. worshiping. We've yeah. got to be spending, and you do that throughout the day, you understand? Yeah. We've got to be spending time in his word and just meditating on scriptures. It, you know, we just, we can't be spending time on our iPad 24-7 and yeah. then it, expect to, to for the Lord to be able to bear witness with anything. You know, I prayed to the Lord and all I got was Amazon. <laughs> so, all I saw was new stuff I need to buy. Okay, well, you understand that we got to, what did Paul say? I put my body under. Who's the I? That's your spirit man. All right? Well, praise the Lord. So we're talking about responding to the spirit. Now, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. <coughs> Pastor Nancy said, there's a plan to every service that we must flow with if that service is to accomplish God's plan. Yes, yes, yes. But how many know there's a plan outside of the local church as well. And if you're not skilled in things outside of the local church, then you're not going to get as much in the local church. Yes. So start living it at home. Okay, let's go back to Walmart. Remember, we left that veteran at Walmart, yeah. okay? Yeah. So, yeah, trauma dog. But anyway, you see, the Lord brings these things back to me, so I just got to stay sensitive anyway. Y'all got me off by tell, you know, telling you about <laughs> the mask. So uh, you needed something funny, so, you know, we went there. But anyway, sure enough, when I got in line, he was right in back of me, sure enough. And I just turned around and said, hello, sir. And uh, when I got up there, I said, uh, I want to pay for his, too. And that's, you know, I didn't have any other revelation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I think. I'm just going to pay for it because I had him in my spirit. That's what came up. I didn't get any other revelation. I said, sir, I just want to say I honor your service and everything that you've done. And he says, oh, no, you can't pay for my, he said, it's too much. I said, 
I don't care. And I looked at his cart, and I said, what do you mean too much? He's like, like 70-some dollars. I'm like, sir, please, I, it's okay. I can handle it. You know, God can handle it. He says, oh, you Christian? And we started talking about the things of God. So anyway, I paid for it, and then uh, he wanted to talk to me more, so we were out in the lobby. He didn't have his mask on either. We were kind of talking about that. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> and, and he said, can I pray for you? I'm like, praise the Lord. Right at the Walmart at the height of the pandemic, and somebody wants to pray for me. Lay, hand, lay hands on me. Like Jesus laid hands and the fever left. Unless you have COVID. That's, you know, I, did, I didn't see that scripture in there. So I'll finish the story. I'll, I'll get there. But uh, <laughs> the Lord dealt with me to do a healing school class and to go ahead and live stream it. It was a couple months in there. Our governor eventually let us all uh, go back to church. But, you know, you guys had were out for quite a while. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I won't tell anybody. So, um, but our governor, you know, Ken Reynolds, uh, Kim Reynolds, she allowed us to, to go back after just a few months because she said, you know, really, it's against the law for me to keep you any longer because the precedent was set like 100 years ago and yada, yada, yada. Just a lot of people didn't know that, but she did. And there are Christians, and actually Jay was involved with another man of letting her know that too. So, and we prayed for her along that line. She, she realized, I can't keep these people out of church. So, I mean, they... They said we could meet in church, and we actually had Randy Greer the same week, and the police showed up and wanted to know what we were doing. So we're having a meeting. Okay. That's all they said. But they were trying to intimidate us. But we're like, you can stay if you want. (laughs) But we know that it was perfectly legal, so we did. So anyway, moving right along. I'm not sure why I was saying all that, but I'm back at the Walmart. Uh... (laughs) It's all good, you know. We can learn something from that. I'm not sure what, but we can learn something. There, I'll, I'll remember. What, if I need to say it, I'll remember what it, what it was. I was getting the, the point there. But anyway, so he asked me to pray for him, and, and, uh, and, he, and he did. And he just said, Lord, bless her, you know, and so on and so on. And he shared some things with me that God had been using him in and, and so on and so forth. But anyway, I was, uh, when I left there, I could just sense that the Lord said, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. There was another time, is it okay to tell some stories? There was another time I was driving to church, and it, I was going to be ministering that morning. Jay was out of town. And uh, so I was going by Target, and I was drawn. There were two ladies, and they were carrying all these cans over to Target. And I think there must have been a place that you turn your cans in or whatever. It's like Sunday morning. It's like, what are they doing? Well, I'll be honest with you. They look like homosexuals. I mean, you can kind of, you can tell. I mean, I, I didn't get out and say, hey, you're homosexual. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm just saying they looked at, but the Lord dealt with me, stop and take the money out of your purse and give it to them. And, you know, tell them Jesus loves them. Amen. Oh, okay. So I did that. And all I had was like $20. I'm the Lord. All I had is to well, give it to him. So I stopped and rolled down the window and I said, you know, I'm not trying to be weird or anything, but I just had it in my heart to give this to you. And they said, well, thank you. 
thank you. And, and I said, you know what? God loves you. Jesus loves you. Amen. I just want to let you know that. Amen. Did he, he didn't tell me to, to sit there and give them a sermon. That's right. That's right. He didn't tell me to bring up the homosexuality. Right. He didn't tell me to, to, you know, they need to get saved. I was just led to give them some money. That's exactly yeah. right. So there was a seed sowed there. Yes. And I'm sure they could tell I was on my way to church. Yeah. I mean, I kind of looked the part. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, and I tell these stories as I have unction to the people at our church. And I, I had one gal come up to me and say, Pastor Debbie, I'm so blessed you tell us these stories because I ran into this person and I knew they were hungry and I went and got them a hamburger and I just was so blessed and they just got blessed. I'm like, exactly. You're being led by the Spirit. You're becoming skilled. Okay, compassion is something we should just walk in anyway. And I'll be honest with you, I, that compassion comes out of me when I see veterans. That compassion comes out of me when I see two ladies uh, probably living in... Uh, you know, yeah. uh, alternative lifestyle yeah. and, you know, wrong lifestyle, sinful yeah. lifestyle, I should say, and, and then having to go get cans yeah. because they yeah. probably don't have money. Yeah. Yeah. But God loves them. Yes. Doesn't love the sin. He loves right. them. And who am I to judge them? Yeah. Yeah. Who am I to judge them? But I prayed for them. And I asked God to continue to send people across their path. See, this helps us to become skilled. Yeah. I said, this helps us to become skilled. In 1 Thessalonians 5.14, I, I, actually 19, I'm just going to read this, okay? But you can write this down, 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast what is good. And that word good means what is beneficial. So we've got to learn to yield to things that are beneficial. And it's all about people. I said it's all about people. But do not quench the spirit just in everyday life. What's he saying to you? Just get before him and say, Father, I would ask you to use me in special ways today. I would ask you to help me with hurting humanity. I would ask you, Lord, to, to help me to know if somebody needs help financially. You might say, well, I need help financially. Well, that's how you'll get your yes. give to the poor. And what happens? Press down, shaking together and running over. Comes back to you. But you've got to use your faith, right? We've just got to, like Samuel did, just get before the Lord and say, hey, here I am. How can you use me today, Lord? But get in the word. Let the word get inside of you. Be a person of love. Amen? And understand that God's heartbeat, and I just keep getting this in my spirit, so I'm going to go there real quickly. Uh, oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, to 1 John. Go to 1 John with me in chapter 3, and I just want to read something to you. We talked about this a little bit, but it says in verse 16. So 1 John three sixteen. By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. And we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So first and foremost, for, first and foremost we are laying down our lives for other Christians. Yeah. And Pastor Nancy brings that out. We should not be out saving the world and not doing anything for our local church. Exactly. Come on. You understand? Yeah. But we should be 
we should be uh, putting our hand to the plow of helps ministry. Yeah. We should be praying for our pastor. We should yeah. just, you know, we don't have to ask, Lord, should I do anything in the local church today? Yeah. No. That, uh, that's actually a commandment. We're supposed to do good. We're supposed to yeah. be involved with our local church. Yeah. We're supposed to not forsake the assembling together of the believers, you know, and put your hand to the plow of helps ministry and so on and so forth. I'm just talking about just everyday life that you're saying, Lord, use me however you want to use me so that I can just get more skilled. And frankly, when you do that, then when you come to services, you're already full up. You've been prayed up. You've been praying for the pastor. And then you can add to a service. And then when pastor gets up and exhorts like she did this morning, which was praise the Lord about, hey, don't just be singing along. We need to respond. If you're getting up in the morning saying, Lord, use me, I bet you're probably responding to the music. But if you're not, you're going to get dry and cold. But when you're getting up in the morning and just responding and saying, okay, Lord, and it may be five minutes, but we got to do something. It may be in the car on the way to work. All right? Then now we, sh- we should make a lifestyle of that. You understand? But we've all done that. It's like, you know, I got up late. I pushed the snooze alarm. I mean, I pushed it this morning like seven times, okay? I'm, I wanted some more sleep. I'm just saying. But I wasn't ministering this morning. But, and I did pray for Pastor Debbie in the service last night. So anyway, moving right along. But uh, anyway... I'm just saying, get up, you know, whether it's in the morning, the afternoon, or before you go to bed, but, but let's let the word get in us. Let's worship the Lord throughout our day. Let's walk in love with people. Let's lay the condemnation down. Let's just be prepared. And then when people come across our path, like those ladies with the cans and, and you know, the veterans, and, you know, I've paid, pe- I don't know how many people I paid their groceries. Jay probably, you know, he gets the credit card bills. It's like... When did you get groceries? You're buying everybody else's groceries. <laughs> like Pastor Debbie said, uh, y- you know, I, I keep money around. You know, when that 10 days of darkness come, I'm ready. Okay? If you don't understand that, ask somebody else. Okay? Myrtle, what did that mean? Anyway, I don't know. Praise the Lord. Feeling kind of savvy tonight. Well, praise the Lord. Anyway, so I keep money. And I was coming on this trip, and I'm like, uh, Jay didn't have any cash because he spent all his. He probably gave it away too. And I just, every, I, I mean, I, I, there was one day I'm like, Mom, I started out, there's, got, there's $500 somewhere. I know, I had it. And then I kept, oh. I gave it to so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, can I borrow some money? I'll give it to you when I get back. <laughs> I got to go to the bank, you know. So anyway, because my mom lives with us, and she laughs at me. She's like, you lost $500? <laughs> she doesn't quite know how to take me. I'm like, well, I probably gave it away. Anyway, moving right along. So coming on this trip, you know, I'm like, hey, mama, can I have a couple hundred dollars? I need the money. I've already given most of it away, but praise the Lord. That's all right. We'll, we'll get it uh, when she gets home. I mean, when I get home, I'll, I'll go to the bank and I'll get back to her. All right? So don't worry about my mom. I'm going to take care of her. All right? So, 
Now, before you shut this down, I got to tell a story, all right? When, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I first started, uh, no, no. All right, all right. Um, excuse me. Percustande. Tande isho ondand ik and ushede o reshigava. Perto shengende. Pande peras ushtekiva. Um, Stephen. I had shared with you that I ministered to you and and Gabe, y you know, the other day, and and I just did it the way God told me to. And I, one of the things I ministered to you, and, and it's okay for me to say this because I have a, um, is that you have a ministry like Dr. Dufresne's, okay? And I, I think probably most of the church sees that on you anyway. And sometimes it helps that they see that because they can pray for you, yeah. okay? I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. And again, uh, those, those attacks and those, those things that have come against you, um, God loves you so much, and he wants to show you that it's, it's because of that special anointing on your life, okay? You know, my dad, uh, my, my grandfather was a prophet, okay? And he, he was over a school of prophets, and we found out that wasn't scriptural, you understand, but, but still. And uh, he was used in a mighty way and had signs, wonders, and miracles. And my great-grandmother, great -grandmother, she traveled and so on and so forth. But he left my dad and the family at a young age. They pastored, and he was, and he was powerful. But, but my, dad, my, my uh, dad just, you know, he, he was his idol, you know. And when he left, my, it really, it put my dad through a lot. And they got involved in gangs and different things like that. I want to encourage you, Stephen and, and Gabe and, and the children there. You have been protected. You've been in a home that, that has kept you from that. Yeah. So you didn't have to go that way. You, you know, uh, there are people out there that they've lost family or somebody has taken off or something like that. I hesitated to say that, but I, I believe God wants me to say this. But he's encouraging you because you have such a wonderful home. And you have so many wonderful family. And you have many mothers and many fathers and many cousins and brothers and sisters. And you are just blessed, buddy. All, you too. You're blessed. You're, you know, you're blessed to be in that home. I've been in that home. And, you know... My my dad, he he would see things by the spirit, but because he wasn't trained in that, because he didn't have the Doctor Dufresne's and the Pastor Nancy's and you know the Stephen Dufresne's to look at, and because you got a similar anointing, your name's appropriate, <laughs> you understand. Um, because of that, in like your grandma said, you know, got that anointing like she has, yeah. And so they're, they're working with you. They're helping. I'm not trying to, I just was drawn toward you, Stephen. And it doesn't mean that you're any more special. It just, there's a specialized anointing on your life. Just, we ministered to Gabe. And we, I know we haven't ministered to, to you, sweetie, but that's okay. You know, you got what you need. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Because we don't just minister to people to minister to them necessarily. But when the Lord tells us to, we do. Okay. Yes. So I just wanted to, to share that story because my dad had a hard life. 
And when you're, when you're called in the prophet's office and you start seeing things by the Spirit and this and that, you're not trained right, you don't know what to do with it, he just had a hard life. And he, he, he died a sick man. I mean, I loved my dad. He, he uh, passed away back in 2016. He was a wonderful man, and I, I learned a lot from him, and he encouraged me so much in my own ministry. He really encouraged me. He's just like, Jay Eberly Ministries ought to be Jay and Debbie Eberly Ministries. <laughs> you know? Like, Dad, it's okay. It's a, no, that's what, that's what they do. You know, it's all right. <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, he was my advocate, okay? <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> I have no problem with it being Jay Eberly Ministries. It's perfectly okay. It's okay. And, but anyway, uh, so there were things there. And then that same oppression and depression in my younger years, I didn't understand it either, came on me. And I had a very, uh, still a close friend today, her name's Kate McVeigh. Um, we, you know, have known each other for years and been very close friends, what have you. But in the height of what I was dealing with, because we were in the middle of ministry and we were living there in, in, in Tulsa and traveling, but I, I dealt with so much oppression in my mind. Now, I didn't for years, but then it started coming on me, and I didn't realize what it was. But a lot of it had to do with insecurity because I didn't think people understood me. Right. Yeah. And I thought they thought I was weird. And when I read uh, f The Sound from Heaven uh, by Dr. Dufresne, that I got delivered yeah. because I saw that I wasn't the only one that, did things that were strange, <laughs> that were hunting like, and my heart was just to to do what God wanted, and it seemed like, you know, and Dad Hagen taught us if we dance, you dance. So I just started doing that, yeah. and and you know the Rama Singers and Band they'd sing that song, uh, I've been delivered, and they'd get to a certain point, and I couldn't handle it anymore. And it's like I had to run, and I had to woo. Remember, Jesus rejoiced in spirit. He sent his disciples out, and they came back, and they were rejoicing that they had authority over the devils. And Jesus said, and he rejoiced in the fact that they went out and what they experienced. But he said, don't rejoice in that you've had authority over the devil, but that your name is written in heaven. What is he saying? Be kingdom-minded. Be in Christ-minded. Yes. Don't be devil-conscious. Right, right. oh, I got this, you know, I got this gift, and I can use it over the devil. And that, no, just if we yield to the right motive, which is people, yeah. loving God, loving people, and just saying, Lord, use me however you need to use me. I'm not asking you to give me an authoritative voice of the Spirit. I'm not asking you to specifically, you got to tell me, yada 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 the inward witness is great but lord you know i need to know some things and parents need the spirit of seeing and knowing they they need some words of knowledge they need some words of wisdom they need some things there are times where a parent may need a, a gift of the spirit of gifts of healings and just lay hands on their child you know i mean do it in faith but you understand learn faith Okay, I'm just saying that it's not just for the ministers. Yes. Yeah. All right. 
We all can grow and, 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 and learn these things, get skilled in it. So that oppression and, and such came on me, and uh, it wasn't until, it, it, I, I didn't deal with it for years, but then it started coming on me, and it wasn't until we got hooked up with Dr. Dufresne, Pastor Nancy's ministry, that that stuff, I learned to put the foot to it. Yeah. And the word uh, that Dad Hagen, it, it really started coming alive to me when I hooked up with Dr. Dufresne's ministry. And when I was in his services, Pastor Debbie, and you know this, the authority of the believer was like none other that I had ever been in. And when he spoke the word and spoke authority and the anointing, and he was a person, a love person, and he was just always wanting to help people, and he was led by the Spirit, and there were so many things he did behind the scenes. See, I'm just encouraging you not to ask Lord specifics, but say, just use me and just be a person of love and just be a person of the word, okay? But I had to understand something. I'm in a family that loves me. I had, you know, Dad Hagen who, who gave us the word like nobody else. I mean, he had revelations from Jesus talking to him. I was raised under Brother Copeland's ministry. You know, I... I mean, Richard Roberts and, and his wife, I, I was able to, I watched them every, my mom and dad made me sit down and watch them. And finally we got a pastor and I started growing. Then I went to Raymond. I have been so blessed. So I, I know, I just had to start using the authority and start realize I had to start getting over myself. And there are times that sometimes the Spirit of God, like I said, when, when the Raymond Singers and band would, would sing that, I've been delivered, I would, I would leave that place thinking, I really acted strange. But I was drunk in the Holy Ghost. And frankly, a lot of us acted strange. And we were dancing and laughing. Well, just like the day of Pentecost. But I learned to yield to the Spirit in those times. Amen. And, and sometimes God, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give this example. I'm almost through and I got something to do. I'm going to minister to you again. Okay. Uh, back, was it three, four weeks ago when we were at the meetings there? And I've just been kind of through a dry period. Now, what do you mean? Were you down the valley? No. Went down the valley or on the mountaintop or anything like that. It's just that I, I just got distracted, wasn't spending as much time as I need, wasn't preaching and teaching like I really needed to, you understand? And, and just, I mean, I got too busy yeah. doing natural things. Yeah. Yeah. And I needed something. And you know, uh, I knew camp meetings coming up, and you understand, we ought to stay full all the time. But I admit, I let myself, you know, drain. I'm not saying I went and committed, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, some sin or what. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, that it's yeah. the sin of getting distracted yeah, yeah. and not getting your, keeping yourself full, oh, all right? Yeah, yeah. And so I knew going into those meetings, it's like, Lord, I need refresh. I got to get on top of this. You know, we've got two churches running now. <laughs> I got books to write. I got things to do, and I got to get through this. Yeah. So I remember... Uh, the, the second night, I saw myself dance across the room, and I think I danced with Regina, didn't I? And so at first I didn't, but it's like, no. I spent all this money to come here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Why do we, we want to go to meetings and then sit there like a bump on a log? Why don't we drive into church? I mean, why are we even coming if we're not willing to just, that's why I'm saying when you're getting up in the morning and just saying, hey, Lord, what, what do you need from me? And getting filled up and just, and then when you get to church, just respond. And you know what? If you didn't, Spend the day like you should have, and you knew you missed it. Just say, I'm sorry, but I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in the worship. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I lay it down. Don't sit there and be condemned the whole service. Get in. That's what the service is for. And I just made a decision. I'm going to get on top of this. So I danced over there, and I danced back, and I just blessed my happy self. And I didn't care if anybody liked it or not. And I'm thinking afterwards, really? (laughs) But that's all right. Now, Brother David Ellis, uh, who is uh, on the keyboard, and and we've known Brother David for some years, he came and found me afterwards and says, Debbie, Debbie, don't leave. I got to talk to you. You got to know David, you know. He's like, I got to talk to you. I'm like, yes, David, okay. All right. So he's like, hey, that dancing. That's of the Holy Ghost. You got a ministry to dance. Like, okay, well, thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) You know, he's like, no, I'm serious because you dance, and I was tired. And I just was tired. And he said some other things that Pastor Jay tell you because he's a teacher. Anyway, you know, because he gives you all the details. Well, I'm sorry if I'm not telling the story right, but anyway, (laughs) basically, he's tired. All right, and I and I. uh, dance by him, and he said, I got refreshed. The anointing came over on me. Were you here dancing there? It just came over, and I needed that. He said, thank you. And I said, well, let me tell you something, David, because uh, it's just been kind of a dry time. He said, dry? I know about dry, you know, David. <laughs> and he said, let me tell you something. Uh, and I said, I just need to yield. And I just, you know, I just had to get over myself. So thanks. I appreciate the encouragement because I went back to my seat and I'm thinking, really? Did I do that? But anyway, <laughs> so thanks. I appreciate it. Because Dr. DeFriend used to encourage me, yeah, you know, yeah. and I appreciated that. But it, it, anyway, I'm not asking everybody to come and encourage me. And I, I got plenty of people that do that. It's like, thank you. <laughs> appreciate it. Did you yield? I just want to know, okay? All right. Or you just watching me? That's okay. <laughs> anyway, so David's like, no, you don't understand. Recently, I was in a service, and Brother Mark Hankins was there, and I was on the piano, and I knew I was supposed to get up and dance on the piano. He said, "This is a sixty thousand dollars, Brother Copeland, sixty thousand dollar piano." He said, "But I just did it, and I just got up and I danced on that, and it broke the service." He said, "Nobody else danced." They just sat there. But it helped Mark Hankins. That's what mattered. See? And your obedience, it could get somebody saved. It could get somebody healed. I'm just saying. So that's why I've been telling these stories, you know. And then it was just a couple of nights later after that. Now, in my spirit, I knew it was going a different way because, you know, I just get in there and get out of the way. I'm not trying to take a service a certain way. I am not, you know, sometimes Pastor Jay and I are preaching and teaching. We're just, it just led to teach the word, 
you know, the confirmation is in the word. It's going into your heart and it's changing things, all right? It doesn't mean that we got to call out gifts of the spirit and, you know, do tongues interpretation and everything else. I'm just saying. And some people, you know, they, they get a little chuckle and they think it's going to go to a laughing service. So you got this whole section laughing. I'm like, just keep teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's how I'm led. I appreciate that you're laughing, but don't laugh and not hear the word, okay? I'm just saying, there's a certain way. So I'm not taking the service. I'm going to get out of the way any minute now, all right? Uh, I'm almost done, all right? I'm not trying to take the service my way. I'm very careful. But that was during the praise and the worship, and they're like saying, you know, yield to the spirit, and all this, like, so. And I paid how many? Hundreds and even thousands of dollars yeah. to come. Right. And why am I not yielding to the spirit? Because yo-yo over here don't want to see me. I mean, that's not going to work. Okay? No. Or because my yeah. home church is back there watching. Or, you know, what about that new Lee Summit church? These minds, you know, these come to your mind. What about that Lee Summit church? They're going to think you're weird. Well, I guess I better find another church then. Yeah. <laughs> Well, anyway, so it was two days later, and I knew the Spirit was going. And they started singing drinking songs, and, you know, Cindy Black was up there and, and <laughs> encouraging people to respond to the Spirit, and there I go. And just, okay, I'm just going for it. Yeah. And I didn't know how long it was going to last, or what, but I went over there, and the anointing hit me, and I just was dancing. Then I got to rolling, and, and I, I can't roll that way. <laughs> I, I can't roll that way. I, you can't, like, okay, let's lay on the ground and start rolling. I'm like, it doesn't happen that way. I just, okay, and I, I no, I don't want to see the video. Please, don't show me the video. And I think I about wiped Morgan and Stephen out. I don't know. I, just, I think they were there. I, anyway, move right along. Um, so, and then I saw myself go up and grab Cindy Black. Now, I've known her for years. I just want to warn you here. If the ushers see you go up and try to grab Pastor Debbie or something, they're liable to take you out. So you better, you know, maybe it's a family member or something that they know that's not going to hurt her. You, you know what I mean? But they, they knew. I knew Cindy. But So I went up there, and I just grabbed her, and we both fell out in the Holy Ghost, and then the microphone rolls right to me. Well, I'm drunk. What do you do? <laughs> Sing drinking songs. Well, just respond to the spirit when you hear it. You know, and, and I could see Dave Dell's like. <laughs> anyway, so afterwards, I was at the head table, okay, and I couldn't hardly talk, let alone eat my food, as so I tried. But anyway, I was just kind of out of it, and, and I got back home and I'm thinking really <laughs> let me tell you something I've tried not to yield like that it just gets worse yes yes that's right and so I just have to get over myself yes but let me tell you something what I told David I said the Lord dealt with me that first time I danced and um that miracles and I knew that and miracles in this place because of your response will take place. 
Oh, para kindo shandaya koholsakaya. So as you respond, know that datokushe, know that dakusheke, know that that will touch other people. And they too will begin to yield, and you will see miracles. At that meeting, the Lord dealt with me, uh, Pastor Hernandez and good friends of ours, Pastor Maria and Rafael Hernandez in Olathe. That's where my mom's from, uh, moved from. But anyway, they're good friends of ours. We ministered there several times. And the Lord dealt with me. He's invited you to come when you're in the area. Tell him you'll come when you go to Lee Summit this month. So I... And that's when he also showed me, Pastor Debbie, that I'd be ministering for you, and I Amen. saw the service. Amen. And then uh, there was another uh, person that the Lord dealt with. Me. He wanted me to minister for. But I didn't invite myself. Actually, Pastor Hernandez had already invited me. Yes. Just I didn't always, you know, go because we had other things. I was going to be with family and this and that. But and then that was a powerful service. And, and we saw some powerful things. And the night before that service, the Lord came on me in, in my bedroom and said, now your ministry is, is, is going to be different tomorrow. You see, when you respond to the Spirit and you start getting skilled, like David said, and this is what he said to me. He said, Pastor Debbie, miracles are attached to that. And over the years I've known, as I've yielded to the Spirit of God, that that's why certain miracles took place. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Now, Stephen, could you come up here? The Lord dealt with me. Uh, I, I didn't see myself doing this, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to embarrass you, sweetie. I just want you to understand that you have a specialized anointing. Doesn't make you any more special than your brothers and sisters. So don't go tell them you're special. You know. <laughs> but. Uh, that's why those attacks came but I saw that 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 spirit bind on your head Friday night and now in this place I have the authority to take authority over that in the name of Jesus I command that to go and he will walk in Tumpan Sengeto Shadaya he will walk in that prophet's office and he will be the man of God that I've called him to be and he will be strong in the Lord in the power of his might and there's love surrounding him to help him to come to this place so all of the children come up and I will impart to you by the spirit if you live in the household if that's okay with Pastor Debbie if that's okay with Pat, Pastor. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' sokotai. In Jesus' name. No, you don't have a lower place. Your place is very strategic. Very strategic. And it's what the family needs. Very strategic. Know that. And, and, and there's, a, there's a place of prayer that God expects you to continue but even take up more, a place of prayer. Is that confirming your spirit? Oh. Oh. It's okay. <laughs> now, you have to forgive me 
because I forgot your name. Natalie. And I've only known you for how many years? That's pretty bad, huh? You forgive me? Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Just put your hands up there. Thank you for that anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Coming up higher, yes I am. Coming up higher, yes I am. Coming up higher, I will stand. Coming up higher, yes I am. I will go where you tell me to go. I will do what you tell me to do. I will say what you tell me to say. Oh Lord, coming up higher, coming up higher, coming up higher in you. Hallelujah. Pastor Debbie, I normally wouldn't ask this, but the Lord's wanting me to lay hands on you. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Impartations of the Spirit of what she needs through me by the Spirit. Can I have your hands, Pastor Debbie? Jesus' name. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, you can stand up. Let's just worship the Lord. I believe that's it. But if God wants anything else, we'll... Coming up higher. Coming up higher. Oh, I'm coming up higher in you. Desire the fire. I desire the fire. Coming up higher in you. Oh, Lord. Absolutely, because I mean, they live in the home, so that's everybody that's in the home needs to. They don't actually live there. Oh, that's fine, though. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm reminded of that, Lord. Uh huh. Look here. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. So, have you ever sensed a call of ministry on your life? Yeah. Well, there's a healing anointing in your hands. I was just drawn to your hands. But, you know, there are just things that you're going to have to continue to give yourself to. And, Pastor, uh, is that right? Yes. 
coming up higher Coming up higher I desire the fire Coming up higher In you Now I see You just Just running. Hallelujah! Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Thanks for being obedient. I think that's all I had. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) Pastor, if there's anybody that wants ministry laying on of hands the anointing to break that yoke of bondage can you and Gabe minister to them yes. your grandson yes. that anointing is on him and I saw him ministering but I also saw you is that okay yes, yes. you, you want to yes okay just if anybody want, is is sick in their body or dealing with symptoms. Anybody dealing with symptoms or sick in your body, we want to minister to you. You know, we ministered to uh, Gabe the other day about that anointing in his hands. And the Lord told Dad Hagen, tell the people you're anointed. Yeah. Tell them what I told you, that I've, you know, laid my hands. Uh, was it his? <laughs> I went blank there. Do you know that? But anyway, tell them. Yeah, tell them. That yeah. I put my hand in the palm of your hands. Yeah. You know. And Tell then, them I put my hand in the palm of your hands. Yes. Tell them that you had that anointing so that they'll have faith to receive. Yeah. Tell them what I said to you. Amen. So I know that you said that uh, Pastor Nancy administered to Gabe yes. as well. Yes. For that anointing. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So that doesn't mean, you know, that I'm just saying I just saw in their service. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and then you're going to minister with grandma. Amen.